Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Comfort Watch. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Chrissy. Hootie hoo party, people. I was going to try and do it in an Irish accent, and then I just gave up. <laughs> I don't want to even offend the Irish, so I I was about to do it too, <laughs> and then decided best if I don't. Mm-hmm. How good you call. doing? Oh, good. You know, hanging out, having a good hot-ass week. It's swampy out there. Yeah. It's boring inside, but I don't want to go outside. I'm really not an outdoor girl. I don't know if you can tell by the fact that we have a podcast that we're not (laughs) outdoor people. No. We're house cats. Absolutely. We're like coming upon the time in summer where I feel like it's winding down. (laughs) I think it's still ramping up, but you do you. You know, the other day it got a little rainy and I, I wore like a dark outfit and was like, fall is here. And then today, woof. I saw a meme that was like, I just want it to be 56 degrees Fahrenheit, obviously, <laughs> um, baking cookies in an October day. And I added like listening to Evermore. And I was like, that is exactly what I want mm-hmm. right now. That's the best time. Sweatshirt season, sweater season. That's where I come alive. Yeah, I was thinking about it today. The all too well 10 minute version. That's fall. That's fall. That's fall. And I just want to watch that music video, even though it's kind of cringy. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> Why would you say a blasphemer? She's cringe on per- She knows what she's doing. I'm going to let this go because I everybody who loves Taylor Swift just dropped off. And if I could, I would leave. But I can't. <laughs> no, I, I love her too. We're currently in the fight of our lives. I saw... Should we talk about that? We can. This is Hopefully we have good news. This is going to come out a few weeks after. We're literally in the Hunger Games. If you're Canadian Swifty. No one got pre-sale codes. Except for... Me. <laughs> Not and no one I know, no one you know. So okay. So we live I would say a good hour outside of Toronto. Yeah. We are like Canada US bordery. Use your imagination, figure out where we mm-hmm. are. I'll never rep this town, but that's okay. <laughs> so we are fighting for our lives. Did I have an accent just then? <laughs> fighting for our lives. We're fighting for our lives right now to get Taylor Swift tickets in Toronto. And I Put in all of my information for like four different pre-sale codes for the first time around. Didn't get them at all. Put them in for the last show in November 2024 because it's one of my best friend's 35th birthday the next day. So we were like, okay, this would be like the best way to turn 35 yes. with a tailor on your the eve of your birthday. Yes. And that's the code I got for but nobody else that we know got one. No. Nope. And I am suffering from a little bit of... Well, I just told Chrissy offline like... I've missed a day of my antidepressants, so right now I feel uneven. I'm also flying mood-wise because we just finished my period, so things are balancing out. Now, I have, in two days, I have to buy Taylor Swift tickets with this code, and I am terrified. I'm just terrified. And you have to do it for everyone. You have to do it for everyone who didn't get a code. I know. Well, not everyone. I don't even know if there's a maximum. There's four. Okay. You can only buy four tickets, so I feel like... Based on our last episode where I talked about my dad dying, <laughs> even if you're mad at me for having a code, you should be like, her she, dad died. She, someone gave her a win. Yeah. God said, I got you on this I one. I just think of the power you have. Like for a whole year and a half, you'll have a power over three friends. If we get them. Yes. But I think you will. And then you'll be like, oh, you don't want to come help me with this? So you don't want to see Taylor Swift? When have I ever been vindictive like that out loud? Because that's what I would do. No, I would never. I would just be like, I cannot get pregnant. Like, I would be like going on... This is what I said. I said, I don't want to go with you because if you get pregnant, I'll kill you. (laughs) I will literally go to the doctor tomorrow and get an IUD. (laughs) Let's both go. I need one too. Like, instead of friendship tattoos, (laughs) IUDs. Because I had Gaga tickets for three years. Mm-hmm. And then I had Max. And of course, a month later, that's when she decides to like come back on the Chromatica mm-hmm. tour to Toronto. Yeah. I will not miss this. I cannot miss this if I get yeah. tickets. Yeah, I was talking to my friend. And I was like, I can't go with these breeders because you guys get knocked up at any time. I'm the only breeder. Well, I have other friends who are supposed to get codes and we're like, I'll bring you. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go alone because you're going to end up with another baby. No, I can't. If everything goes well on our next episode, I will have some good news to tell you. If you didn't get tickets, I sincerely hope that Taylor overtakes StubHub and all like resale sites so Mm -hmm. that everybody can like buy them at a decent rate. Mm -hmm. And I hope you're entering radio contests. I just hope that everybody who wants to see Taylor can see Taylor. But know that having a code 
has put me in a hell <laughs> of anxiety, mm-hmm. sweating. I'm sweating from my upper lip right now thinking about it. <laughs> and like, I, I just want to go so badly. Like, I need this. Yes. Even though you've been. What? Yeah, I've been already. Yes. But I was invited by my friend Sarah to go and it was incredible. And then all my life fell apart. So I'm hoping that this would be like the bookend for like sign that that bad month is over. A year and a half from now. Yeah. The audacity of this woman, though, to be like a year and a half from now, two years after the album comes out. I know. You give me $600. The power. And I would be like, do you take a check? Like... I will, I was thinking today, it's actually brilliant that she's not waiting to put them on sale because this is literally the height of the era's tour popu- like popularity. Every celebrity's at it like all weekend at the LA shows. This is the perfect time to be like, you have FOMO, buy these tickets. She waited a year and we were like, yeah, I wasn't in Brazil, whatever. I think we have to talk about on another episode, our love of Taylor. So if it could be like comfort listen, a special episode, but... There is such anxiety surrounding everything for me. Like when there's a release, I get really anxious because of all the secret messages and the Mm -hmm. hidden clues. And me who's programmed to just be on alert all the time, this is not good for me. No. And we're not the, we're not a typical Swifty. I do hear the like, you know, the rumors and the, oh, did you see she wore this bracelet or her nails are painted this color or her thumb is on this plate on a plate, whatever. I, I, but I don't, we're not intense like that. We just, we're here for the jams and we think she's beautiful. Do I know every lyric? Absolutely. I do. Have I been a fan since debut? Yes. But I have to purposely shield myself from some things. Otherwise, I will never get anything done. And I will just become a puddle. So right now, I am a puddle in an already increasing puddle. The puddle is just getting bigger, 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 bigger. Yeah. All day today's TikToks. Tonight, she's going to announce 1989. It's tonight. I I literally have a sweat mark (laughs) under my shirt. Like, I can't. I can't talk about it. I can't do it. I can't. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so stressed out. Okay, we'll switch the topic. Just pivoting off of our last week's episode, which was very different. It was a little vulnerable, I would say, Mm -hmm. to talk about. We are going to be back to business with our usual structure and some lightheartedness. But if you listen to that episode, thank you so much. Maybe, you know, I'll go into details about other things in the future. But we are back to being happy, happy campers. Mm-hmm. And we read everything. Like if you wrote something, we'll read it. We, yeah. If you have something you want to say or reach out or a similar experience, like we're yeah, we're not big enough to ignore our comments. We are the people replying. Mm-hmm. There's like no staff. So if you even send one comment on TikTok or Instagram, it's us. Yeah, so we don't please. even schedule stuff. Like we're actively, we're the people pressing the buttons. We're trying really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Swift madness aside, how are you doing? Good. I am anxious about it. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it. It's cr- it's crazy. She's got such a hold on all of us. Otherwise, I think I think good. Yeah, I yeah. think good too. <laughs> Found out I got a job interview today. Oh, you did? Yeah, but uh, you know, it's a job. <laughs> okay, interviews of all kinds make me so nervous because I just feel like I could have 30 years. I could be Miranda Hobbs. Yeah. 30 years of experience on I Am Just Like That under my belt. And I'd be like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Oh, yeah. Well, the first thing they're like, we need two references. I'm like, I don't I don't want to give them anybody. I'll do it. I work with you technically. Well, if they said it needed to be a superior. And I'm like, I've owned several of my own businesses. I'm older. <laughs> I'm taller. She, she oversaw my birth. Yeah. She's older. That's right. I mean, I think that's what superior means, taller and older. Yeah, I have a podcast with this woman. Exactly. Well, I thought about using our friend Stacy because I had a bakery with her, but I don't want them to talk to anyone I used to work for because I always leave on like, well, not always, but usually on relatively good terms, but I am like, I like to also throw like a little smoke bomb down and, and then when they look, I'm gone. <laughs> you not, I don't even think like saying that you burn a bridge sounds vindictive but you definitely are like i will never go back person yes and i used to actually burn bridges like leave like guns ablazing middle fingers up yeah swearing on my way out the door and i've gotten better as an adult pretty much since my 30s i've left 
and by left on good terms, I mean several times. I don't keep jobs very long. That's kind of my life's so quirky. Gemini. <laughs> and currently, I'm a freelancer. You know, it's either get another client or apply for a, a job. <laughs> I mean, if you want it, I support you. If you don't want it, who cares? I just, as soon as they said, you know, there's going to be an activity in the interview, I was like, I'm over. I'm beyond this in my life. Ugh. I don't I don't have the hustle in me of like let me impress you. I'm going to be like do you want it or not? Just like, have the hustle to start a podcast, try and build an audience <laughs> and make something of it. Well, at least this is fun. True. That won't be fun. I I don't know how I feel about it, but hopefully hopefully at least it's a, a story to tell. Yeah. I'm not a bridge burner, but one thing I do is on my last day of jobs. <laughs> this sounds what, so stupid. What do you do? I've done this 3 times. When I'm leaving, I put on my phone the Don't You Forget About Me song from uh, <laughs> Breakfast Club. Nice. And as I walk out, I do the Judd Nelson, like, Judge Nelson. Does like, anyone acknowledge it? No, no, no one's there. I always make sure that I'm oh. the last person there, and then I do, like, the fist pump in the air. That's nice. It's, like, a weird ritual that I have now. The last place I left, I hid my business card like a hundred of them in different places around the room. Wow. Behind pictures on the walls, inside of the copier. So like when they went to scan something, there'd be a business card. They'd go to open like a book that's like four notepads down in their like supply closet and there's a they're gonna find them for years. That's hilarious. And they started finding them and I got a message from an old manager being like, Did you put a business card like behind the clock? And I was like, oh, you're going to find a lot of those. I once had a business card and my slogan was Elizabeth DiFilippo, Toronto 6, Saskatoon 10. And like it had (laughs) no specifics of like, are you a writer? Are you like, what are you? You're just handing those out? Yeah. I just had them. I love that. And then I, yes, Toronto 6, Saskatoon 10. We We should get business cards that used to be such a flex of like success to me yeah like very american psycho oh what kind of card stock is this yes i know and that movie made me think it was much more important than it is i don't i've had ordered many business cards for like my businesses in my life and i still have them all no one wants them it's a paperless world babe no one wants them well i hope that you get the outcome that you want if you go in and the vibes are off then i hope you don't get it that's the thing about it no stakes no stakes. I'm not. I'm not really invested either way. No. Yeah. What a way to live. I was gonna say like an update on my week, but I don't really have anything besides the Taylor Swift uh, PTSD anxiety SSRI malfunction. But I think now would be a good time to segue into some of our recommendations for the week. And if you follow us on Instagram or TikTok at Comfort Watch Pod. Cast. <laughs> so never remember. We are highlighting our recommendations. So yeah, on a story every stories. week, you'll see what we've recommended. We'll tag if we can and stuff like that. So what are you loving this week? So I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a drink girly. Well, so like not alcohol. No, but not well, not alcohol. But I love a mocktail. Okay. Um, and that's the only time I ever really drink alcohol is because I love a cocktail. Like if you tell me, oh, this drink has like a sour key in it. You love cocktail culture. Yes. So I spend a lot of money on buying myself a little drink. Okay. So little coffees, little bubble teas. Ugh, the bubble tea. Little, you know, Red Bulls. I love, I love a little drink. And that's like my treat every day. It used to be I'd let myself have a couple a week. And then I was like, I can have one special drink every day. And now I let myself two. And I won't have any more. I'll be like, I can't even have a Diet Coke. I've had two special drinks today. I, and everything else has to be water. It's my rule. It's not a good rule because it still allows me to have two very calorie-filled beverages every day. So my thing now is I, I, I'm trying to cut back on costs. And okay. so I'm, I'm, now I'm making everything myself. Okay. So <laughs> Are you trying to make your own bubble tea? I bought everything. I bought everything for it. I bought even special cups and special straws. I'm trying to cut down on costs, so I'm (laughs) going to buy all the accoutrement. Every single time I go to Coco, which I love. Coco, you're my favorite bubble tea place. Chat time can can suck it. I spend about $7 every time. So if a cup is $10, I'm already saving. Do you see how I'm saving money? This is girl math. math. This is girl math. I've saved so much money. I also bought an espresso. Girl math. Yeah, I got an espresso. I've gotten hundreds of dollars worth of pods. And now, girl math, I've saved money. Okay. But if I leave the house, I'm allowed to buy an outside drink. (laughs) So what's the the reco here? Um, Treat yourself. (laughs) 
do yourself. Um, my no, my reco is try and make things yourself because it's a it, man. It's expensive out there now. Try and be a DIY girly for things that bring you joy. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, so your first recommendation to make your life comfier and cozier is spend money to make your drinks at home and girl math save money. Yeah, do, what, do girl math so you can treat yourself. What's your second? So um, I wanted to highlight. I like this. I think we should highlight little little people on the internet that we we like or we find that they do good content or add value to our lives. So lately I've been seeing a lot from this girl. I ended up following her on, because I saw her on TikTok, I followed her on Instagram. Um, her name's Allison Hope Murray. I don't know anything about her. If she's like, turns out to be problematic or something, do not blame me. I have not researched this woman. But she she works in fashion or has in the past. Um, I believe she's an Australian who's now living in England. And she has great style. And she's got big boobies. And it's helpful to see someone. She's definitely like not as chubby as I am, but like chubby enough that I'm like, oh, I can see how these clothes would work on me. And her fashion is like a lot of it's a higher price point than I usually end up spending on clothes. But it's nice you mean to see more than seven dollar shirts at Ardeen. Yeah. OK, I <laughs> I like what I like. But it's giving me inspiration. Like, I actually bought, like, linen pants. I returned them, but I bought them because it's nice to see someone who's relatively my age, doesn't have the, you know, typical body type, wearing these clothes that are made of fabrics I don't normally wear and shapes I don't normally think of. And she's not afraid to wear things that are, like, kind of oversized and stuff. Something about it's, like, therapeutic and aspirational. And she doesn't make you feel shitty about it. Like, oh, you can't afford this. Like love why'd yeah. you return the pants they didn't fit <laughs> oh. <laughs> i thought because linen is intimidating because it's gonna wrinkle yeah but nobody takes photos of it wrinkling so whenever it wrinkles for me i'm like i think i'm doing it wrong well one of my clients are fashion people plug and them should i yeah um so i work for a boutique and uh they're in st Catharines, ontario and they um they're called lucian bean L-O-S-J-E and bean, like a green bean. They're Dutch. And they design their own clothes and then sell clothes uh, that are like European. And they're really cool. They source them from all over. And the style is like something I would never, ever, I never even knew these styles existed or like this type of clothes existed. But they talk a lot about how to treat linen. And they are firm believers in you do not iron your linen, you wash, and then you just lay it out. And when you put it on your body, your body heat should loosen it up a bit. And it should be a little wrinkly. Was that a TikTok? If not, make it. No, it's not Because TikTok. I think that's a key tip that I <laughs> <No>. wouldn't know. <laughs> we should make that TikTok. There's many a uh, video about it that I've made for YouTube because I make YouTube videos for them. But yeah, it's a great... I, it made me not intimidated by linen and I was actually excited to have these pants. But I bought them because they were on clearance and when they're on clearance, there's not a lot of size options. And I thought, I'll squeeze into that. No, linen has no stretch, no give. So, um... Size up. <laughs> Size up. That's a good tip. Yes. Wow. Those so, yeah. are good racks. At Allison Hope Murray. She's super cute. And her TikTok is about going through her, her clothes and getting rid of things that she doesn't wear. Which I always like to see, you know, what people, you know, how people's styles change and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I have two recs this week. My first one is a podcast. I don't even know if I've recommended this podcast yet. The Deep Dive Podcast. I don't think so. So it's co-hosted by Jessica St. Clair and June Diane Raphael, who has been on Grace and Frankie. Yes, love her. Jessica St. Clair was in Bridesmaids. Like, yes. I love them so much. And I'm a member of their Deep Dive Academy. So not only do I pay for Garbage World, but I also pay for <laughs> the Deep Dive Academy where they do like life hacks and like how to style clothes, like swimsuits for the pool. I think like how to embroider is coming up and stuff. <laughs> and... Their podcast, my favorite, they have a lot of guests, but I love when people just have the, the host. Yes. So as we're sitting here, I had messaged Jessica because they were talking today about divine small talk, about like mm-hmm. how it's kind of woo woo, but like how sometimes you'll unexpectedly get like a sign from somebody that you were missing or who's been on your mind who's passed away. And I messaged her to tell her about when I was getting married and I got married at, where did I get married? In on the 20. In the 20, yeah. In Jordan, Ontario. I just blanked out. And for the whole weekend, there was that woman helping us. And like she was helping us for the rehearsal dinner, our dinner beforehand. 
And finally, like before we were leaving the night before to go back to our hotel room, I was like, Mary, thank you so much for all of your help. And Mary was my nanny's name, my grandmother's name. And I kind of got like choked up when I like looked at her thing and saw that it was her name. And she goes, oh no, that's not my name. She's like, I couldn't find my name tag. So I just picked this one out of a pile. And like, it really shook me because I had been thinking so much about my nanny and missing her so much that weekend that it was just like that one little moment where you're like, okay, she's with us. And I know no matter what you believe and I believe in science and stuff like that. So that for me was like super special. So the deep dive podcast, if you like content like that, they're fantastic. Mm -hmm. Another recommendation I'm going to give is a TikToker who her name is hair by Esther, E-S-T-E-R. And she's a extensions specialist but she just started this series where she'll go through kardashians and yes. ariana grande yes. and i think she's gonna do taylor swift you soon because her. oh my god i want to know so bad and she just breaks down the kind of extensions or wigs that your favorite celebrities are wearing because i have very deep-seated hair issues and insecurities and i've been wearing hair extensions clip-in hair extensions for almost 20 years mm-hmm. but i think when we look at celebrities we're like how do I get my hair to have that volume? And obviously now we know that they're wigs and extensions, but she really breaks it down and shows you what's good about them and what's bad. And we all know like the hair god Chris Appleton is the best. Yeah. But you can see before they started working with him, mm-hmm. like she just did Kylie Jenner and it was like, oh yeah, I do see like the uh, lace front in this picture. That's really weird. Or, yeah. oh wow, yeah, the that is a Ariana Grande we haven't seen her natural hair since you know her disney days so if you love stuff like that and uh, you're looking for recommendations on how to style your hair how to like style your hair extensions it's hair by esther and she's based in new york city and i just love everything that she does so those are my two recommendations the deep dive and hair by esther you won't even get on board with my girl who puts the toupees on the bald men you hate it no i like watching that stuff but you say wow they get so hot they do okay it goes from looking like the like the uncle on home alone to like the a kings of leon member like the transformation that some just hair does to a man i have dated bald men like i don't find bald being bad and so like for these men i want to be like you are kenuff like we like i suffer from like yeah. thinning hair too like i get it but it is a fantastic transformation i just think it's sad that i want to be like baby just embrace the ball look at jason statham if you could every two months get a little patch of hair glued to the top of your head and you looked you went from a toronto 2 to a toronto 10 the confidence the like you're right the confidence but you send them to me and i'm like here we go again i can't believe it but some of them i don't know if they're actually bald or if she's like they're shaving the last scrap that they have they do yeah okay yeah she has to shave them into that horrible like mr burns like bald at the top yeah and some of them do have like yeah some some strays going on up there but they're balding like controversially i think prince william is hot and he's bald you Listen, when you Speaking see Prince... different opinions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great segue. That's a great segue. Um, so we try to keep it very positive here on Comfort Watch, but I think this might be the first time that I'm going to catch some, like, pushback from you. I, the whole time I kept thinking, look for the positives. This is a happy podcast. This is a comforting, warm podcast. But today, everyone, we're doing Leap Year. And if you thought this movie was good, I have I have questions. I, my thing is I want you to explain to me why you think it's good because I couldn't find I couldn't find the good. So I love this movie. I've loved this movie for 13 years since it came out. You're the one who said we should watch Leap Year next because you've talked about this movie and everyone has. And maybe if I had like a 13 year ago lens. Yes. Timing is everything with comfort. Maybe, I, maybe, but this movie, from tip to taint, not good. I'm here to tell you that it hits every. I need to start like making criteria for like what it is for me. Like we have plot established real fast. Oh, too too fast. <laughs> we have too fast. any setting that is not where I live in Canada like we are in Ireland Mm -hmm. perfect we have beautiful actors in Amy Adams and Matthew Good 
who I'm ready to fight you on, is one of the most beautiful men I've ever seen. I, I'm not saying he's not attractive. I just don't know if I support the most beautiful man you've ever seen thing. There's like, I was talking to our friend Marie about this, and Mm -hmm. when Justin Trudeau got announced that he was separating, we were both like, should we tell our husbands now goodbye? (laughs) Because, and we said this, it is something about dark hair and blue eyes Mm -hmm. hit me in an age of the Prince Eric, Mm -hmm. Disney Prince, and Matthew Good has dark hair, blue eyes. Mm -hmm. We're in a coastal town. I love it. So I'm ready. I am so ready to take this journey with you. All right, I'll tell, I'll, I'll explain what happens, and you tell me why it's good. Okay. All right. So, do you want me to start? Well, should I give you a little bit of background about the movie first? Sure. Let's do that. And I think this might change your mind about the quality of this movie. Okay. Why was the budget four dollars and the writers? No. Was it a writer strike? No. Well, it was around. Wasn't it? It was thirteen years ago. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Leap Year was released in twenty ten. It was directed by Anand Tucker, who directed the movies Girl with a Pearl Earring and Shop Girl, two movies which I very much enjoyed. It was written by Harry Elfon and Deborah Kaplan, who are a writing team, who also wrote Josie and the Pussycats, no. Can't Hardly Wait, no. and Maid of Honor. Okay, well, the Maid of Honor line very much tracks. Well, this is why we're watching this movie, because Maid of Honor, Clued I was like, what's in. another crappy over-the-pond movie? No, it's so good. <laughs> it has potential because you love Josie and the Pussycats movie. I do love Josie and the Pussycats. Way better, way better premise. Everything's better about the Pussycats. I, I agree to disagree. I agree to disagree. First of all, we're set, not only are we set in Ireland, but we're also set in Boston, a city we both love. Ba- barely set. It, we're set in Boston for about four minutes. So? I didn't get any, no, there was no... She was never at a game of any kind. There was no yelling in the street. No one even had an accent. She was in one bar one time. That's not enough. That is not Boston. I think because you don't love this movie, I'm going to walk us through. (laughs) Because I don't want your negativity to crowd, (laughs) to sway anyone. Yeah. Because if you love this movie, you love this movie, right? Yeah. So the movie begins by meeting Amy Adams' character, Anna Brady, who has one of the quintessential rom-com jobs that is not really a job, but is a job. Yes. She stages apartments. Yes. And she's very type A. Very. Which is like a classic rom-com trope. And I've seen it done better. But okay, you keep going. She is trying desperately to put on this persona of like, everything's together. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, you know, a Dorchester girl. I'm not a townie. <laughs> I'm Boston elite. <laughs> I'm not from Southie. So Anna is dating Jeremy, played by Adam Scott, who this is kind of before the Parks and Rec glow up, I would say. I don't know if he ever glew up, but... Some people like him. I, d- I don't find him attractive, but some people find him attractive. I will agree at the end of the movie when they're standing face to face, Adam Scott and Matthew Good. I was like, if you ever wondered if Adam Scott was remotely good looking, he is not. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, Adam, I'm sorry. But like, you're not, we're not in it for your face, honey. And you're... You're short. Oh, my God. Okay. So he plays Jeremy, who's a cardiologist, and this is the selling point of her entire relationship with Jeremy. She just keeps saying, he's a cardiologist. Everyone asks him, what's your fellow like? He's a cardiologist. Yes. So right now we know that she is trying to get a life that she doesn't have. They've Mm -hmm. been dating, I think she says for four years. He invites her to dinner. They're trying to get this exclusive apartment. She thinks he's going to propose. She's all excited. He doesn't. So she decides, by talking to her dad, who played by John Lithgow, yes. fantastic, that there's an old Irish tradition, which there is, yes, that a woman can propose to a man on Leap Day. So basically, women can propose anytime to men. Yes. But I think the crux of this leaning into Irish lore is what is like slightly anti-feminist, but is we're, we're kicking off in the movie. So she decides, I'm going to follow him to Ireland for his cardiology conference, and I am going to propose on Leap Day. Mm-hmm. You want to know a little bit about this Leap Day tradition? Sure, go for it. Well, first of all, I had to explain to my husband what a leap year was. Because <laughs> he knows that it's every four years, and this is from straight from Google, everyone. It takes the Earth approximately... 365.25 days to orbit the sun, 
-hmm. We usually round the days in the calendar down to 365. To make up for the missing partial day, we add one day to our calendar year approximately every four years and call it leap year. So every four years, Irish women can ask men to marry them. This is based on an old tradition, which I swiped from irishcentral.com. <laughs> And it says, this began in the 5th century when St. Bridget of Kildare complained to St. Patrick that women had to wait too long for men to propose. So St. Patrick said, you'll have one day every four years where you can propose. Yeah. But there's also this kind of mythology around it that it's now illegal for for a man to say no on that day. So if a woman asks, it's almost oh. like you have to say yes. Oh, I don't like that. There's an, it's not really true, though. Okay. But in the in the the myth, Saint Bridget asks Saint Patrick and he to marry her, and he says no, and he gives her a kiss and a dress. So basically, <laughs> it was like this whole idea of if they turn you down, they have to buy you stuff. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I prefer that. Not getting married, but I have presents, and that's to save you the embarrassment of being turned down. There's also some mythology that if they say no, they're getting bad luck on them forever by saying no wow so she's setting it up for that okay i just feel like her dad mentions briefly thought you're gonna have to go to ireland and propose to him thank god he proposed to you first which he didn't but she was lying and it implanted in her brain like a tumor and she had to go like i just think the premise was there should have been more there i feel like there should have been it was her parents that it happened to and i feel like they should have shown the story of head of time something i was just like didn't they say that though she said it was her his her aunt or something yeah i know but he just says it like drunkenly at a bar and then she goes gotta go and like then all of a sudden she's googling it while reading out loud it's just the it was the worst setup i've seen I loved it. <laughs> because now we're having this whole through line of superstition, mm -hmm. right? Like everything that can go wrong is going wrong to get her to Ireland. Her plane lands in Wales. So she has to get a dinghy to... There's a black cat that walks in front of her. Mm -hmm. All these Irish men who are like Maeve Binchy characters are like, you can't start a journey on a Sunday, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And to refute you, I would say you know the fervor that comes around women when they want to get married, right? Like, it's Absolutely. like a blind rage. But now being on the other side of it, I'm like, you can wait. Yeah. You can definitely wait. I'm sorry, ma'am. How long did you wait to get engaged? Three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, I was in a five-year relationship, owned a home, would show rings all the time, and got nothing. You were also... In your early, like, you were under 25 when that happened. Maybe. I think we're supposed to believe that Anna is like, clock's a ticking. I'm in my 30s. Let's rock and roll. She doesn't say she's in her, I don't know. Well, based on Amy Adams' age, we do know that she was in her 30s when That's this true. movie came out. That's true. But there is this, like, this, I even felt it. Like, I was like, I'm never going to get married. I was like, I don't need a piece of paper. I'm going to be Goldie and Kurt for the rest of my days. Freaking COVID hit, and I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna get married now. Mm -hmm. And then I went and designed my ring, and every damn day that that man took me out to a restaurant, on a hike, <laughs> on a walk, I wore a full face of makeup because I thought I was gonna get engaged. Man, we all thought you were gonna have to go to Ireland and propose. Did you ever think about it? Proposing to him? Yeah. That's actually one of my questions because it never occurred to me. No. Because I would take the silence or the not asking as the answer. Yeah. But also, I think we know in real life that proposals are mostly a conversation that happens first. Yeah. So I knew he wanted to marry me in theory, mm -hmm. but I just was waiting for it to happen. Yeah. When you got engaged... I didn't know. You didn't know? It was a surprise, like a movie surprise? Well, it was only three weeks. There wasn't a conversation ahead of time. But we had already talked about, like, where we want to live and what we want our house to look like. Like, we knew we were we were going to be together. I did not think we'd get married. No. That's what I thought getting engaged was like, where you're like, oh, my God, I had no idea we were even there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way they make it seem, because women seem so surprised and also so emotional. And it's like, yeah, we've been living together for four years we have a dog. What do you mean? It's not special. And yet, I was shocked as hell. You were. I'm so gullible. Maybe there'll be a movie where, where I share our proposal story and just how gr great it was. <laughs> um, but but I thought this was... it's It has like a 
feminist slant in an anti-feminist way. Mm-hmm. You have to get married, so you have to do it yourself. The only thing I will give you that is bad about this movie, Amy Adams' wardrobe. That's Horrific. the only thing I will say negatively about this film. Horrific. It is like Target, mm-hmm. Old Navy, wants to be J. Crew. Does the colors do nothing for her her skin tone and no. features? Like she's a beautiful woman, and somehow everything she wears is so muted and dowdy. Yeah, maybe on purpose. Maybe, but I I don't know. She was like a muted version of uh, the Me Before You movie. You also know, she's in Ireland. Like, yeah, oh, is it in Ireland? I didn't even notice um, Amelia Clark, where she's like nothing matches and everything's super colorful and weird and bows and shoes and tights and ties and it was basically that wardrobe but meh that's the only thing where i'll be like okay maybe they made her purposely blah like they made her a beige woman trying to fit in a beige world no color no spontaneity nothing never lets her hair down stuff like that the thing is though i feel like the clothes were a little quirky considering she's supposed to be this super tight laced anal person like i feel like her wardrobe more would have been like sarah jessica parker and the family stone like gray pantsuits type of thing but maybe because she's i don't know if a furniture rearranger she has she's a little bit of creativity i think it was very when i look back like i look at those those things where it's like getting ready to go out in 2010 to a bar looked like you were going to uh the office like yes. that's kind of what it was like that's true there were a lot of round-toed shoes that she mm-hmm. was wearing that were supposed to be expensive mm-hmm. she's bringing her louis vuitton bag yes louise vuitton <laughs> she's bringing louise with her yeah, yeah. I listen. I feel like I'm just blindly going to ignore all of these mean things you say <laughs> because when we get to Ireland, I'm fucking in. Like, really? Give me an Irish landscape. Give me the mountain. Give me those little half tiny like. Are they fences? Are they not fences that are made of all the stones? And where are all the stones coming from? <laughs> I love it. And then we happen upon a handsome stranger named Declan. Named Declan. In a desolate little pub where no one's there. Mm-hmm. And he's hired to get her to Dublin. Which creates so many plot holes. Is it? At one point, he's just waiting for the train with her. Why is he still there? Because he loves her, you idiot. I know, but this is he doesn't want to let her go because he wants to spend as much time around her because she makes him feel alive. I just think this, uh, hear me out. This movie had a lot of missed opportunities to give you more like points of reference or things that meant more. Did I miss a conversation where they had that he needed to improve his restaurant? Yes, you did. Okay, because I tuned out a lot. I really okay. tried with this one. But like I, a lot of it, I was like, I don't even know why he's, tolerating her why are they still around each other i didn't find it like cute i was like if it was me i'd be like i'm leaving so because chrissy didn't pay attention (laughs) basically what happens is she stays at declan's in pub and we see that there's a debt collector outside who's like you need a thousand pounds a thousand euros yes. by next week yes so he decides she's my meal ticket i'm gonna charge her 500 euros wow, to I get to entirely. to get to dublin and i even also, asked jeff what is this about later at the yeah. end when he, they're giving him money and he's like they owe that guy money he didn't <laughs> you didn't pay attention at all so basically he's like he's enticed by the money mm-hmm but he doesn't want to go to Dublin because he's like, there are chancers and cheats in Dublin. Yes. And she's like, why are you so curmudgeon-y? Whatever. So they set out on their journey and everything goes wrong. Then we start seeing that maybe these enemies are going to start falling in love when they miss their train mm-hmm. and they have to stay in at an Airbnb, like a, a B&B. Yes. No, no air. This is pre-Airbnb. This is, yeah. This is ground B&B. But that's owned by the train station attendant or whatever. And they have to pretend to be married to stay there. So yes. now we're like in close quarters. They have to pass mm-hmm. off affection. And <laughs> it's so good because they have their first kiss and like a weird round table okay. kiss off. I didn't like that as the premise either for their first kiss. Are you serious? An old man being like, now you show me how you make out. No, That's he's like... so strange. They say, always kiss like it's the first and the last time. 
I know, but the man was like, now you show me. Whereas they should have, it should have just been in another scenario where they... are moving plot. I know, but it was weird and creepy. I've just seen other movies do it better. Okay, then we'll watch those later. (laughs) What's a movie where they had to pretend that they're... Oh, Mindy and Danny, when they pretend that they're together and... Chloe Silverado. Yeah, and then like the way Danny like holds her... And he's like, ooh, I kind of like this. And you can tell that's that was hot. That was romantic. That was him realizing, why do I like holding her? An old man being like, now you show me how you make out. It's not romantic. To you. <laughs> because there is a moment where she barely even looks at him because they, they give a little peck. And then he like pulls her face to him and then they smooch. And I was like... Mamma Mia tingles in the pants. If I could find their chemistry on a map, I couldn't. No, they have zero chemistry. Mm. Maybe it'd be good if they did. That whole scene of the shower and the bed and then the lane not facing each other. I was like, I feel nothing. You didn't think it was funny when he says, I'm not taking a shower. It's completely see-through. Yeah. Come on. I never laughed once. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm struggling. I I love a rom-com. I love a rom-com. I think this is one of the most poorly done ones I've ever watched. I'm so sorry. I wanted more. I came in. I I got. I subscribed to Stars for this. <laughs> I wanted this. Well, all right then. Let me just tell everybody what I'm. Okay. So I. Okay, Matthew Good. So there's some lore that he said that he knew this wasn't going to be a great movie, but he took it to stay in close to home because his now wife had just had a baby oh let's see that's sweet right i would that would be a good movie yeah <laughs> and so i so i find him so attractive but like when i find someone attractive like have you been following this like book talk scandal no i've been trying to tune it out and scan- scroll past it where like people are like overly sexualizing these nhl players and stuff oh like i've that. heard a little bit yeah like that's not when i fantasize about things like when I fantasize about, say, Matthew Good in this movie, I just want to take a walk in a tweed coat. Like, <laughs> Declan's character makes me want to walk to a cliff, like, with a windy day and, like, mm-hmm. snuggle up with some, like, maybe alcohol in a, in a cup. Like, mm-hmm. I find him so attractive. Like, in his disheveled... Like, he almost has, like, a Liam Gallagher vibe about him yeah. with the hair. Yeah, I see it. I love it. I love it. Later on, we find out that he has been engaged to the girl who, like, owned the pub with him. Yes. Who left him for her best, his best friend. Mm-hmm. And after she left, they just, he just gave up on taking care of himself and the pub. And that's why he needs the money. Yeah. Long story short, they get to Dublin. There's a moment where he thinks that she left him on the park bench. Yes. Did you not think that that was kind of sweet? I Yes. I did. Where you realize that he's sad that she's going and she thinks that he just screwed her over, just like left while he was asleep. And then she sees him be upset. Yeah. And that's when I feel like she's starting to realize, like, I don't want to be away from him. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point of the movie. But I still. Okay. Anyways. So they get to Ireland or they get to Dublin. He says this whole thing is like, if you had seconds to grab something in a fire he mm-hmm. would take his mother's ring who his ex-fiance has so he meets up with her to get it mm-hmm. jeremy proposes to anna right in front of declan which was heartbreaking because you know she wanted to go back to him yes it was also a very awkward place to propose in like a hotel lobby i don't know the, adam scott did not read the room no but later on we find out the only reason why he proposed to her is because it would get them the apartment which I feel like previous to this trip, Amy Adams would have been like, good idea. We need to get this apartment. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for being proactive. Right. But I think the experience changed her. But for I, sure. If it was four days, four days ago, four days ago, Amy Adams, she would have been like, shit, yeah, let's be a real estate bride. Yeah. But now, four days later, four days is generous. I'm being generous with the four. It's, I know. It's three. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Three Weeks. <laughs> Could you fall in love in three days? I couldn't fall in love in three days, but I think in three days around somebody that made me feel something for someone that I don't feel in my relationship, it'd be enough for me to be like, something's really wrong here. And obviously I could fall in less than 10 seconds. So wow. 
three days of lusty behavior with a very good-looking man in flannel and coats? Yeah. Are you joking? You better never go away for just even, like, a three-day trip then. To Ireland? To anywhere. I, f- I feel like you're not coming back. If there were cracks in the relationship, mm. don't help me on this <laughs> Could you fall in love in three days? No. No. I, would, I think people are suspicious for... I wouldn't know. It would take me a long time to even trust a person. Okay. Never mind. No. Would you like to add some context to then how long you were talking to your husband before you started dating? We started talking several months before. I know, because I just don't want anyone else to be like, this doesn't add up. She said that she can't no. fall in love in three th- three days, but she could fall in love. We, we got engaged weeks. like the day before New Year's, but we started talking on Labor Day. in order. Let's lose some timeline here of holidays. <laughs> <laughs> we we were talking, but we didn't actually officially start like I say boy-girl dating. I don't know what the difference would be. Officially start dating until early December. Mm-hmm. It might have been four weeks. I don't know. But I had other boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't say it's official, because it was when I stopped having other boyfriends. Okay. Let me okay. wrap up. I'm going to wrap up this movie. <laughs> Anyways, while Anna goes back to Boston... Declan is like, I got it. He doesn't take any money from her. Mm-hmm. So he's like, fuck, now I got to fix this pub. Mm-hmm. So he raises all this money and the, the pub is like thriving. Meanwhile, she goes back to Boston, feeling off, finds out he only proposed to her to like get the apartment. They're in their fancy apartment. Fire alarm rings, which I'm not sure if she pulled it. I think she might have pulled it. Yeah. And she, she realizes yeah. that there's nothing she would take with her, but she wants Declan. Yes. I think that was a pretty good... Because there's always something in rom-coms that does that, that, like, makes you think or, like, he says something so profound that the girl is like, oh, my God, he's so deep. I think that was a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. The, what would you take? And her realizing that there's nothing in her life she would take. Mm -hmm. The whole time I kept thinking, dog under each arm, man, a dog under each arm. That's all I would take. That, well, that was my question to you. What would you take in that moment? I, mine is just my son and my dog. Yeah, just a dog under each arm. If uh, if if Jeff was able to grab one of the dogs, I'd probably grab my phone. Right. Yeah, and then I always think a bra. Oh my gosh, now that you mention it, there have been moments in my life where there's an emergency setting. I remember when my grandmother was in the hospital and I didn't have a bra on and I was like, I got the phone call, I gotta go to the hospital. Which do I have time to put on a bra? Like, I, it's, I always... Be prepared. It's happened to me several times. Like, I've had to call the cops because someone was, like, trying to break in. When my dog had, like, a seizure in front of me, every time I was, like, put on a bra. Because I know I can't, I can't face a hard situation with just no. nipples to the wind. I have to have a bra. And really, if your Apple wallet is loaded up, you have pretty much everything you need. You can replace things, but... Yes. Yeah, so grab your phone, grab your dogs, and, and head out of there. Yeah, exactly. So Anna goes back to Ireland and makes this declaration to Declan of, like, let's not make plans. Let's just be together. Yep. And he says, no, that's not good enough. I want to make plans with you. And then we see later on that they get married. Yes. The the majesty that is Ireland. Beautiful Ireland shots. I'm not going to, I will not fault That doesn't stir anything in your heart of like, wow, I want to go be near a very tall man with blue eyes in layers of cable net. Yes, but I didn't like the movie. <laughs> it made me, so normally we talk about who you would recast. Mm-hmm. Is there, who would you recast? Because it made me long for other people. You go first. Well, I don't know who I'd pick. Hmm. It made me long for Gerard Butler, obviously. Even though he's Scottish, I know, and not Irish. But P.S. I love you will always plant him in the, the Irish category for me. I think he's so such a good actor. Leave me alone. I think he's such a good actor. I didn't say anything. As someone who watched Greenland this week and really didn't like it, I still think he's a phenomenal actor. And I, he's someone who I feel like looks so rough around the edges. And then when he's emotional, to me, it's so much stronger because he doesn't look like someone who'd be emotional. And literally anyone else. I'm sorry. I, Amy Adams for me, I think she was the weak link in the movie. I think yeah. there's a lot of people who could play that role better. And even, I know this pairing it has been done before. The whole movie kind of reminded me of 27 Dresses in a way and how 
I prefer that movie intensely, but I honestly think Katherine Heigl could could have done a good job. Katherine Heigl can do anything. I think so too. And I think we need to watch that movie next because you talk uh-huh. about it so much and I enjoy it, but I, I don't think about it as often as you do. Yeah, and what's funny is I was late to that movie. I did not watch that movie. I probably was already married the first time I saw it. I did not watch it in my like romantic prime where I thought anything was possible. I was a latecomer. I don't know why. I just never thought to watch it. And I think it is kind of the perfect rom-com. I think it takes all the right things and does it right. Like, I love that movie. So, yeah, I think Katherine Heigl, controversial probably, and Gerard Butler would have been a better, especially in 2010. But they were both in The Ugly Truth. I know, but that movie wasn't very good. But So, okay, in theory, I get your recasting. I would keep Matthew Good, even though he's not Irish, he's British, he's English. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's some, like, you know, whatever's about that. Would you? I would love to see Killian Murphy in a rom com. <laughs> I I have such like I would lo- like I love him. I would love to see him in a rom com. He terrifies me I don't with like, attractiveness. I don't like looking at him. I think he's so scary looking. I find him so attractive in Peaky Blinders. I think because most of us were introduced to him in that movie Red Eye, we mm-hmm. just never got over the fact that like maybe he's not scary. Yeah, I think that's probably that and like The Dark Knight is the only thing I've ever seen him in. Yeah. So to me, he's a villain. What about Inception though? He's a sweet boy in Inception. I guess. <laughs> He's a sweet boy in Inception. Yes, he is a sweet boy in Inception. He loves his dad and his uncle or something. Yeah, I guess he's a sweet boy. That's funny. He is a sweet boy with a pinwheel. I guess he's nice, but something about, I'm sorry, his like jaw structure upsets me. I'm going to go to my dermatologist, show them a picture (laughs) of his cheeks and be like, give me the Killians. Too sweet. You're just Also, Also blue eyes, dark hair, but... I would keep Matthew good mm-hmm. for talking the mid 2010s. I think like, and for an uptight gal, I think Katherine Heigl is a good pick. Mm-hmm. I also think, hmm, let me see. Natalie Portman. I don't think she has the comedy chops to do it. There literally was no comedy in this movie. And this is something that I actually think is important. They didn't do any good side characters. There was no... It's Ireland. There should be hilarious people. Well, that's you. I'm going to (laughs) say Rachel McAdams could have been good. Oh, see? She can act. Yeah. She would have been a good straight-laced gal next to Matthew Good. She looks good with red hair. She looks good with any... Like, we need to have a special on just people who can pull off any (laughs) color hair. I don't know. I don't think the bangs really worked for her in that... What's the movie where she she forgets everything? The Vow. But no, I think I would do a Rachel McAdams and a Matthew Good. Yeah, I don't think Matthew Good was the problem, but I just longed for my butler. I love I love Gerard Butler, and we will be doing P.S. I Love You. And I was going to recommend it for the next one, but I'm not mad at 27 Dresses either. Let's do. I mean, we could. Do you want to do Ireland's back to back? Kind of. I just it, all the whole time I kept being like. I wish I was watching P.S. Okay, I Love You. We will come. Okay, let's do. We will do P.S. I Love You next, and then we will do Twenty Seven Dresses. You heard that here first. <laughs> um, let me let me talk about the soundtrack for a little bit sure. for Leap Year because there wasn't much. There was a lot of yeah. ambient music, mm-hmm. but they had in the trailer it was Snow Patrol's "Just Say Yes," which mm-hmm. I love Snow Patrol. Yeah. And I thought that was, I, I remember this, and there was another ep song um, with Colby Calais that was... <laughs> Which one? Um, Will You Count Me In? That one? No. Starts it's called Never. Toes, not it's that? Called, sorry, You Got Me. Okay. And then there was Only Love Can Break Your Heart, a Neil, a Neil Young cover. Mm. Not Neil Diamond. That would be a very <laughs> different movie. So not a lot, not a very strong no. soundtrack. I didn't even remember any. I just remember there being Irish music and me trying to figure out who that was. I loved the scene at the wedding where she like kicks off her shoe and hits the bride in the face. Yeah, that was the closest it came to like an antics to me. Like, you know, funny. I, I'm really surprised that you don't love this movie. I'm surprised I don't. I thought... Like, it would be added to my little roster of movies that made me feel good. First, I was like whiplash of, oh my god, this is the premise already, and then bored. So I was 23 when it came out. Yeah. And I feel like that was just like a different me. Like, I just had 
different ideas about romance, I guess, or like what constituted romance. And as yes. I previously said, and we'll continue to say, all I need is one little in of an attractive person in a movie, or even yeah. a somewhat attractive person, or even a nice man. If there's just a nice man in a movie, like I don't want to watch a woman get murdered. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch like anything like that. Like I just want nice people and nice looking people being nice to each other. <laughs> and that's what Leap Year gave me. And that's why I love it. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm glad you have this. I just don't understand. If you had to say one positive thing about it, what would you say? Um, I thought the like the coloring was good. Like Ireland looked good. Yeah, it looked it looked a little like a little wet. Everything looked wet. Just rained. Yeah, which I think is if it really it, they did Ireland justice. Yeah, they did a good job. I think better than P.S. I Love You shows Ireland, honestly. Windy. <laughs> P.S. It makes it Ireland look very windy. Mm-hmm. But we will contrast and compare because we are in Dublin. P.S. I Love You is Galway. Yes. So Galway maybe it's girl. just maybe I'm maybe I'm just a dingle uh, Dublin. You're a Galway girl. <laughs> Oh, I would love to be a Galway girl for Gerard Butler. So I wanted to circle back to the scene where she's like, I'm not going to pay you for the drive. And then Adam Scott's like, you got to pay him, right? Like, give him the money. And it's like this sad exchange of... Demoting him. Essentially, yeah. Essentially, it seems like, yeah, Adam Scott's better than him because he he has money. And then, yeah, he was just doing a job. And he was just providing a service and what they had doesn't matter. And I was like, what does this remind me of? And I was like, what movie does this better? And we just debated this. It's Notting Hill when uh, he goes, well, he's Julia Roberts is like, come up to my room to Hugh Grant. And he doesn't, she doesn't know that her boyfriend from America is visiting, which is Alec Baldwin. And when he gets up there, Alec Baldwin is like, hey, can you get, can you clean up this garbage? And can you go get us this food? Thinks and he's room, room service. Yeah, he thinks, yeah, he thinks he's room service because... Julia Roberts lies and says, oh, he's just room service. And he goes, she yeah. lies a lot. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just done for the night. I want to check in to make sure you guys were OK. He's like, actually, could you get this and this and take out the garbage? And it was the same thing that like, this is actually the life she has. And it's like the realization of the man that like, you actually don't belong in the in this in her life. Mm-hmm. She actually has a whole life. And even though this little weekend, four days away from her life, you thought that it was just you and her. Mm-hmm. You don't factor in at all. People don't even know who you are. They think you're a servant. Socially, like I, it's heartbreaking in Notting Hill because Julia never admits. She rarely admits to anyone in her circle that she's seeing Hugh Grant's character. Yeah. So he's always this secret. In this movie, he refuses to accept her money. And so it's kind of like this, even though he needs it so desperately, he's saying no and like reasserting that like he's doing this out of the goodness of his heart for her. Mm -hmm. And then when Adam Scott comes in is like, did you tip him? Did you take care of him? There is a weird thing of like, is it socially the right thing to do to to pay him. Yeah. But because we know the context of their real relationship, it's like... It's gross. It's gross. Yeah. I will admit that the premise, it's very dangerous. Like, yeah. in real life, this premise of this man who you don't know taking you to Dublin oh. is, is very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that's not... Yeah. <laughs> Even if he is a beautiful, good-looking man, don't go with strangers. Could have turned into a very different movie. That's the one thing I will say. But, yeah, there is that moment of... It just sets the triangle like a a rom-com triangle an unparalleled shape (laughs) it's the strongest shape in nature i'd say so (laughs) i also wanted to bring up because this movie is so like oh ireland is so romantic do you remember the people the friend of a friend that we knew that pretended to get married on a cliff in ireland but it was basically just a photo shoot but they called it their wedding yeah i do they don't listen to this um, Hopefully they don't listen to this. Listen, I am all for if you want to go abroad to be married. But yeah, they did have a wedding, quote unquote, in Ireland in a beautiful setting. Oh, the f- photos were phenomenal. But the one thing missing from the photos is was, the wedding was the person marrying them. Yeah, it's just them on a cliff. And the whole time they're a little social media savvy. So they're like, we're going we're doing something secret in Ireland. And they just got fake married on a cliff. I don't know. I believe vows were exchanged, but not legalities. 
I can't imagine I would suddenly be super romantic saying vows just because I was on a cliff. It'd be so weird. I'd be like, what are we doing here? To bring it back to hair extensions, that wind would rip (laughs) them right out of my hair. Absolutely. You think, I'm not a photogenic person, but add wind? Yeah. No. So the fact that they did that, I would never do it. Mm Mm-hmm. But the fact that they could pull off the wind, like I'd be squinting, like it would be really bad. Yeah, it would not look good. Where, okay, we're writing a rom-com or we're writing a rom-com of your life. Like Mm -hmm. you can either go like, where are you going? There has to be like a, not not essentially like eat, pray, love, but I think the thing about rom-coms that works Mm-hmm. is the the other part of it like the faraway land of it where would yours be set so my when i think of like like a place i romanticize it's it's dumb but it's like the south <laughs> i know that's so stupid but listen like what i think of it's so strange like <laughs> in Forrest Gump when he's like the big old house in Alabama and there's like thunderstorms and their windows are open with the drapes that's what I romanticize like I, would I also love just a love think story. summer so yeah yeah a love story in summer maybe like a cricket or cicada that's cicada. A, yes crickets because we don't, we don't even really have crickets here it's like a little too city-ish summer sounds yeah that type of thing uh, and like if the whole movie the color i always go back to how it's color like the color is if it was like a little orangey a little always kind of sunsetty and like a sticky summer so we're yeah i think of swamp ass when yeah. i think of like that deep south you know what summer it is? i think it's that's it's the notebook that i think that's for me i think that 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 house and obviously the swans but like the balconies, something about that part of the United States, South Carolina. We're not talking historically and sociopolitically. We're no. just talking about architecture. No, no plantations would be involved. No. Blake Lively. I don't. Something about that is very romantic to me. That's interesting. I'm surprised why. that you said that. I thought you were going to say like New England coastal town. It. I do love that, but I don't find New England to be romantic. Romantic. No. I. I think it's like cozy. Okay. Oh, it's like where I want to be and be cozy, and that's where I want to like experience fall. But if I was going to write a rom-com, it would probably be in, like, North Carolina, South Carolina. I'm going to say something so dumb. Tell me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, like, my first instinct, because we were talking about Ireland, is to be like, oh, obviously English countryside. Because I was thinking about, uh, because I love Far From the Madding crowd. I love, like, Pride and Prejudice. I love Mm -hmm. all those things. Like, give me, like, country estate England. Yes. However, my first thought was, like, Italy. So we're mm. thinking like under the Tuscan sun, maybe mm-hmm. like a vineyard, like a vineyard's hot son who works there. <laughs> and then I was thinking, do you remember the movie Captain Corelli's Mandolin? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't even know if I ever saw it, but Nicolas Cage? Yes, but Christian Bale was also in that oh, movie. Oh, okay. I had no idea. And there's, I think they're in Greece, I think. And like, I remember imprinting the trailer on my brain and being mm-hmm. like, no, rural Greece. <laughs> so like, that's... Like Costas, yeah. I guess from Lena. Yeah, yeah. Like I think like that kind of like small village boy who works w- on a boat. I Costas was one of my like heartthrobs for a long time. I love Sister of the Traveling Pants, and oh, I used to think he was so hot. I yeah, just find a boy like that. I guess I, I guess that is warmer weather again. I think we are like thinking romance in summer. I'd be interested to see like for anybody, what is your ideal rom com setting? Is it summer? Is it Christmas? Is it yeah, it's city? True. Because we both did not say city. No, I don't. It's for me. It's not city. No. So tell us on uh, TikTok or IG or email us. What's our email address again? Coverwatchpod at gmail.com. and let us know where your ideal rom-com setting for your life or in a movie is set so let's give our ratings i first wanted to get so we this is the first time we've watched something with our partners instead of each other Mm -hmm. and so i got jeff's rating too okay go ahead so jeff said he gives it a two out of ten out of ten he said it was predictable and (laughs) at the end we both went she gonna jump off that cliff and then when she didn't he went Oh, they wish that she did. So my husband said that he thought they were going to jump off the cliff holding hands <laughs> saying, leap year! <laughs> because it's it was creative. leaps of faiths in multiple ways. A leap year, a leap day, a yeah. leap of faith. Yes. So what was your rating? So 
I don't know if you noticed at the end during her big grand speech, she wore a particular hair accessory. Yeah. Which I thought... I did, it didn't look get lost on me. Her hair looked so much better through the rest of the movie and then that. So I gave it three stretchy toothed headbands out of ten. I was distracted by the t-shirt under the dress more than <laughs> that. It was ill-fitting in general. I think that the maybe the budget for clothes was bad on this movie. I'm going to give it seven Louis Vuitton suitcases out of ten. <laughs> seven Louis. And that's just me. So I think like for the sake of keeping this a safe space, most of our picks should be movies that we really love. But you brought up Leap Year. And I hadn't seen it. And you know what? Maybe we won't do that going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think like every once in a while is okay. Yeah. But... I definitely think that there's going to be movies where most of the time this is a safe space, but maybe sometimes you want to fight it out. Those hormones are raging, you want to fight it out. (laughs) And we did. And we did. And next week, P.S. I Love You. P.S. I Love You. Do you like that movie? I do. Okay, good. Because it's very much a comfort watch for me. There is very little that I don't like when it comes to rom coms. Oh, good. So just know that. Turns out I'm actually very critical of them. Who knew? I just love, first of all, I think anything being made is so, like, I I, I know how hard it is for things to get made, Mm -hmm. but I just want to be whisked away. And if you can whisk me, good, bad, like, (laughs) let's whisk. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. All right. Well, next week we'll be whisked to New York via Ireland yet again. As always, if you want to follow along with us, you can like, you can follow us, you can leave us a review. Those really help our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us and like us on uh, TikTok at Comfort Watch Podcast and Instagram at Comfort Watch Podcast. We got reels popping. We got TikToks popping yeah, on. Yeah, we're, we're going to ramp stories. up the contents. Yes. Until next time, stay comfy. Stay cozy. Bye. Bye. I don't know why I just waved. I don't know why I just waved. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha